Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends, and we especially want to give a call out to some of our friends in St. Louis at Harvester Church there. Bill and I so enjoyed our time with you. Journey of the Soul Conference on Friday and Saturday all day. It was a joy to meet many of you and talk with you. We love Terry Norris and Doreen, what your ministry that you're doing at Harvester. And it was such a joy to get to come alongside and, and be a part of that. We got to train the leaders in Journey of the Soul and how to bring it into other groups and their uh, discipleship ministries. And uh, gosh, so many great people serving the Lord in community together and reaching out to their neighbors and, and beyond. And so many good questions about how to really uh, do this life with Jesus to be a more loving person and how to actually grow uh, through these stages of faith and growing emotionally and spiritually in the journey of the soul. Well, it's so fun to see the way that God is using Terry and others there and providing spiritual direction for people, helping people on every stage of their journey, connecting with Jesus, being strengthened in him. And that that's so important, especially in this season and time of our world where there's just so much temptation, so much going on in the world that is tempting people to, to stress, to doubts, to fear, and to be able to have a safe place where you can come together and be strengthened in fellowship and in union with Christ is, is so important. We all need a, a spiritual director, a coach, a soul friend, someone that we can talk to about our own journey of the soul, about where we are at with the, our stages of growing in the likeness of Jesus and in our discipleship and so to have someone who understands the, the language of these stages of faith and understands the motions of the soul and the feelings and uh, stress points and opportunities and the different spiritual disciplines and soul care practices that can be helpful at different stages. And so, yeah, Terry's one of those people that's ra- raising up leaders and to give them this language, to give them this tool, to teach them about these stages of faith that we call the Christ stages, with Christ as an acronym for Confidence in Christ, help in discipleship, responsibilities in ministry, probably encountering the wall, and then that being the sole pivot into the second half with the inner journey, spirit-led ministry, and transforming union, C-H-R-I-S-T. This is all a part of our, our life with Jesus and all that he has for us. And at each stage, he is at work with us. In each stage, we have special invitations and opportunities to respond and to cooperate with what God's doing in our life. So if you who are listening, you need someone to talk to. We have a staff of spiritual directors and coaches who are available to listen to you, to guide you, to pray with you in your life, in your ministry, in your relationships, in your leadership. And that's a really an important part of soul shepherding. And we also are training up uh, certifying spiritual directors and coaches for ministry to others. And so that's part of the uh, Soul Shepherding Institute that you can earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction or Christian Coaching. And so it's really fun to, to partner with people who are coming to us, Christy, in our institute retreats. And, and we just started a, a class. It's not too late if you want to jump into our latest class, the class of 2024, uh, getting a certificate in Spiritual Direction Ministry. 
exciting to see more people who are really leaning in to growing in Christ and to be strengthened and then being equipped to be spirit-led ministers who are really helping others along the journey. People that are at the wall or in responsibilities in ministry and helping them to be able to recognize that they, they don't have to hit a burnout or a blowout and recognize that they also don't need to be afraid of the wall, that when when they hit the wall, that to trust that the Spirit is their spiritual director, the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding, and that that wall is actually a gateway, a grace, an invitation to the the soul pivot into the second half of the journey. As he brings us through the inner journey of a deepening uh, self-awareness, a deepening emotional honesty, a deepening uh, working through of uh, conflicts and questions. We can come into a deepening uh, intimacy with God in a renewal there, which then can lead into the S stage of spirit-led ministry, which uh, really fits in with this season, uh, the Easter season. Easter is not only a day, it's actually a season on the church calendar leading up to the next season, the season of Pentecost. We have uh, 50 days of Easter. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, which is the high point and theme of the Bible and of our lives. And what we are learning to do in the S stage of Spirit-led ministry is to not only believe in the resurrection, uh, but actually live in the context of the resurrection by uh, seeking to stay attuned with the presence of the risen Jesus in all that we do, including in our work and in our service. And the disciples had to learn this too. They didn't just instantly live in all of their life and ministry and spirit-led ministry. When Jesus died, the disciples had a big problem because they w- were all about bringing people to Jesus for, for healing, for teaching. And in their ministry during the Gospels, we see them, that Jesus sends them out on mission, but then they come back to Jesus and they report back to him and they get encouragement and guidance. And so they, they liked having Jesus with them <laughs> in the flesh. And they were pretty dependent on that. And so the idea of Jesus leaving the earth without them was not something they imagined part of the, the program for the Messiah. And they didn't understand this idea of the Holy Spirit and the resurrection from the dead and, and all this. So when, when Jesus died, uh, they were depressed and uh, they were despairing and they thought it was all over. Uh, even though he had told them he was going to die and, and raise from the dead, because it was so far from what they imagined to be possible and what they believed the Messiah uh, to be. But then when Jesus rose from the dead and it all came back to them, it was like amazing. But then they wanted to hold on to him and keep him there because they, they, they had this thing around Jesus' body. We, we need you here, Jesus. We need you to lead us and we need you to do the, do the healing and, and do the saving and Jesus says, no, it's better for you that I go away, and I'm going to send you another friend, another advocate, another teacher, another comforter, the Holy Spirit. And so God, God is a trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so in Acts, we see the disciples figuring this out, not only conceptually, but pragmatically in terms of how they're living. And so in Acts, we Luke tells us that Jesus, at the very beginning of, of Acts, Luke says that Jesus spoke to the, the disciples in the flesh, but then also through the Holy Spirit. And so they were in this 
during this time after the resurrection, which is where we are on, on church calendar now, before Pentecost, uh, Jesus alternates between being physically with them and being with them only spiritually, which is what it's like for us. Uh, and it's a reminder of something that we teach in our institute, that we are bi-habitational creatures. God has actually created and designed us to live in two habitats, the physical and the spiritual, the, the seen, uh, what's visible, and what, what's unseen, what's not visible. And so we're actually designed for both of these worlds, and the unseen world is just as real as the physical, in one sense even more real and lasting. And so the disciples were, were learning how to hear Jesus talk to them when he wasn't physically with them, and how to be uh, led and empowered by his Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And how to be expectant, too. I was thinking in reading Matthew recently, I noticed that there were three times that Jesus told the disciples that he would see them again in Galilee. They go to Galilee, and there they would see him. Three times he told them that. He wanted them to know, after I die, I'm not, I'm, it's not like I'm gone, I'm coming back. Yes. Yeah, and I, I think we need that constant reminder and repetition that Jesus goes before us and that we will we will see him. We will see and encounter his spirit with us as we go. But it, it is a learning for us. I, I think I relate to the disciples. Sometimes I can tend to think, oh, man, I, if, if I had been alive when Jesus was and I've been with him in body, you know, I would have really made my discipleship easier. I would have been just so much better equipped for life and my faith would be so much stronger. But I don't think so. <laughs> and I think even now, uh, there's times when I, I, I have the opportunity to wake up to the realization, well, wait a second, I am in the presence of Jesus and I'm taking him for granted right now. I'm sure that's one of the main reasons why God gave us Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul in the scriptures. He, he didn't have uh, life with Jesus like Peter, James, and John, uh, Mary Magdalene, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary and Martha, and all the others. He wasn't with Jesus in the flesh. He came uh, as a follower and disciple of Jesus uh, after Jesus' death and resurrection, some years after. And so he learned to relate with Jesus the same way that we do uh, through the scriptures and through the Holy Spirit and through the community of other disciples. Yeah, so as we're celebrating this season of Easter and the ministry of the risen spirit of Jesus that's all around us all the time, uh, this really ties into what we've been teaching uh, at churches like Harvester and uh, all over the places. We, we get to uh, do trainings and, and speak to people. The stage of spirit-led ministry, uh, the S stage in the Christ stages, and it's just really powerful for people as we talk to people when they, they get the language of these stages and the map and they learn to differentiate between the our stage of responsibilities and ministry that pretty much everybody we talk to, certainly pastors, missionaries, leaders, ministry spouses, they uh, know about the our stage because they're living in that. Mm-hmm. And it's a good stage. We're it serving is. God with our gifts and we're, we're on uh, Team Jesus to... to Move, move the ball forward. Getting and, a lot done. And, it's, and it, what we're getting done is works of love. It's, sh- it's sharing the gospel. It's caring for people in need. 
uh, it's teaching and training. But along the way, we can get overly dependent on our own abilities and energy, our own ideas, without even realizing it. And even though we teach about God's grace and God's unconditional love and the power of the Holy Spirit, we don't realize how slippery it is that we can find ourselves relying on our own selves, even our own ego and ambition, uh, and not the presence of the Holy Spirit with us. And so what we learn through the challenges, the questions, the, the pain at the wall, tiredness, the, the wrestling through, spiritual dryness oftentimes, uh, these different expressions of uh, wall experiences where you feel stuck, is then we, we come into a, a new deepening in our relationship with God. And this happens in cycles. So we might experience the pivot from the R stage, hitting the wall, then into the inner journey. We might have that sequence happen a few times in our life. Uh, And then the opportunity there from the I stage, as we work through the wrestlings and we come into this deeper experience of God's love and grace, because we're letting God's truth get in deeper into some places where we've been stuck or broken or had these unanswered questions, and we're peeling back the layers of the onion in our soul, and that's what God is doing in, in trials in our life, especially when, when there's a, a season of big, big trials that becomes a wall experience where we feel stuck, is that God is, is deepening us, and so that, that God's grace and God's truth can get deeper into the nooks and crannies of our personality, and through that process, we can experience a spiritual renewal and an increased intimacy with God that God then can use in, in God's time and God's wisdom, lead us into a season of spirit-led ministry, maybe for the first time or maybe returning again, and there's like this fresh anointing that comes on us. Well, and I think as we're talking about being in this this Easter time and season, and I think about after Christ's resurrection and he tells the disciples to go and to wait for the Holy Spirit in there in the upper room there. And that is something that is important too, is in that inner journey season, there is that season of waiting and being still and knocking off all of the dependency on our own efforts and activities and really living expectantly with this, cultivating this longing for more of God and and doing the grief work too, as well as the work of hope of this longing for God. And I think that the the timing of the Holy Spirit's coming at Pentecost, I think that that was God designed, that, that, that the disciples needed that time of waiting and that cultivating that longing to be ready. And we do too. They needed the stillness. They needed a, a season of, of less activity, uh, of, of rest, of... Um, praying through some issues, of uh, talking through uh, things together in community, and uh, waiting to see what God w- was going to do. And waiting is not easy. And so when we're, when we're quiet, when we're having time alone, uh, when we're in a room with other people for a long time in prayer and worship and, and uh, periods of quiet, we have some stress in that. We have some emotions that come up like, boredom or impatience or frustration or conflict, uh, anxiety, uh, uh, memories that come to us because we've got all this space and some of the memories are sad and we're we're grieving. And so these negative emotions are being wrestled through uh, by the disciples there uh, early on in in the, after the 
resurrection of Jesus as they're waiting for Pentecost to come. And so, yeah, that's a, an important point that the, the Easter season is uh, in many ways consistent with this inner journey spirituality, this season of waiting and the season of renewal that then can fuel a, a new expression of spirit-led ministry where we learn how to minister in the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, which on the church calendar is maybe best expressed by the Pentecost season as the coming of the Holy Spirit after 50 days of Easter. And the disciples are uh, preaching sermons and healing people and discipling people, and the, the church is, is growing uh, by dozens, hundreds, thousands of people uh, to become the mightiest force on earth, the, the church of Jesus Christ. Now, sometimes people get confused and they think that when we're talking about spirit-led ministry, that we're talking about gifts of the Holy Spirit in our ministry, or we're talking about manifestations of the Holy Spirit in ministry, and that they're thinking, so I I think I had those when I my home stage was an earlier stage, and so they get a little bit confused there, but that's not what we mean when we're talking about the, the Christ stage of spirit-led ministry. Yeah, well, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit we actually talk about is related to the R stage and spiritual gifts that we call joy gifts. But from an earlier stage, we do get touches into spirit-led, spirit-empowered ministry. And it's where we have these learnings and these experiences of seeing that what we're doing in our church work or in a small group that we're leading or in a relationship with somebody that we're caring for and praying for, we, we see that there's more here than my abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, it's more than me plus this other person or me plus these other, other people that I'm serving. But, but God is at work. God is doing something. God is speaking. God is moving. And so at the heart of it, that is spirit-led ministry. And we, we, we definitely get experiences and touches in that before it's really our home stage. It becomes our home stage when it's our habitual orientation, when it's the normal way that we're operating is in the presence and joy of the Lord. And it's, it's, it's not a strain. And it's, it's not um, just me setting my goals and making something happen. It's me following the, the leadership of the Spirit of Jesus. And there's probably some spontaneity in, in there. There's probably some course correction uh, we're learning better to practice God's presence and to to pray while we work, uh, to uh, sing praise songs during our day, and we're, we're integrating our life now. And our our will is our spirit is so much more surrendered to Holy Spirit to where we're we're re- we really learned that that's that is the best life that is our greatest joy and not to, in, in the earlier stages, we're, we're not as quick to yield or, or as able to be as expectant or able to move with the Spirit as quickly as easily. We're, we're more resistant. We have our own resistances and defenses more in place in some of those earlier stages. Because of the wall, what's happening is our, our ego and our, our self-will is being deconstructed. It's being torn apart. And we're, we're dying to that, and we're, we're coming to the end of that, and we're discovering a, a deeper uh, holy will, the Holy Spirit's will, God's will, and we're learning to live into that. And so there is a, uh, when we become a Christian, we're surrendering to the Lord, but there is a, a, an upping of the surrender, a deepening 
of it that happens at the wall as, as the wall merges into the stage of the inner journey. And so it's because of that, that deeper self-denial, that deeper offering of ourselves to God, and that God's grace comes in in a deepening way. And so the inner journey season can also be, uh, can often be like a, a renewal time that's uh, like falling in love with Jesus all over again. Sometimes as the, the church uh, in Revelation, we, we, we can lose our first love that we had in the sea stage when we first came to Christ and in those early years of loving and serving Jesus. And so uh, this is like coming back again all over. And, and so now we have this fresh awakening of God's grace and goodness and uh, a deepening reliance upon the, the person of Jesus with us in the moment. And so not only are we doing our work for God, like we, we characteristically do in the R stage, we're doing our work with God. And that's, that's where the, the joy is, that's where the peace is, that's where the power is, is when we're able to do our, our service and our leadership, our, our preaching, our teaching, our listening and caring for people, our parenting, when we're able to do these activities, not just in our own strength, but appreciative that, that God is with us, Jesus is smiling over us, and interspersing our work with, with little, little prayers, little, little praises, that, that help us tap into the presence and power of the Spirit of Jesus. Better able to listen, better able to hear, better able to rely on the presence and power of Jesus, and less on our own. Yes, Lord, that's what we pray for each of our listeners, each one listening, how we pray, Lord, that we could be more like Brother Lawrence, who taught us about practicing God's presence and as he was doing the kitchen work that he had a natural aversion to, yet he learned to, to sing songs to you and to do that work as unto you, even as he was scrubbing the pots and the pans. And Lord, whatever our work is this day, this week, how we want to do it in your presence, God, uh, for, for your glory uh, and to, to help other people, teach us, Lord, better how to operate in spirit-led ministry in this great uh, S stage of spirituality that can take that renewal of inner journey spirituality and move it outward into greater fruitfulness in our work and our service. Thank you, God, for each of our listeners. Bring them the insight and encouragement that they need to serve you with joy in all their relationships and all their work. In Jesus' name, amen. We love being in community with you and following Jesus together. We pray for you, and we don't want you to feel alone. It's too easy for the enemy to convince us that we're all alone. And so we want to remind you, we have senior spiritual directors at Soul Shepherding who have been through our training that Bill and I do with our Soul Shepherding Institute and spiritual direction training. They've had years of experience and supervision, and they are available to meet with you, to journey with you, to be an ambassador of Jesus, to care for your soul. So we encourage you to look in the show notes for a link to book an appointment. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.